Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Selby. Frank? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. 2018 was an interesting year, but I I just know that 2019 is going to be a blockbuster. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, I already getting people for Alaska this year. Well, yeah, that's getting July called. 24th to the 28th, I think. It's five yeah. nights, four days. Um, it's, you, you go to Alaska, and normally you're looking at at least $1,000 a day. Uh, this is uh, lesson two for five nights and four full days fishing, plus all-inclusive. I mean, your, all your meals, your fish packing, you get your, your own boat, um, and they're nice, nice, 100, 150 horsepower, um, aluminum boats that just, they're awesome. And then uh, all the gear, everything you need. So just show up, buy your own drinks, and you got to buy a fishing license. But other than that, um, we... Last year, we had to turn people away because they, we told them to hurry up and get in, and they didn't. And then, you know, months before it's time to go, they go, oh, I want to go. And I go, well, sorry, <laughs> there's no space left. But, so do that early. Yeah. And you can get in touch with me. Simple way is just three words, Fish Talk Radio. And that is John, J-O-H-N, at fishtalkradio.com. Real, real simple. And we've got a lot of other stuff. And, I, Frank, I don't know if I told you, but uh, the person we had set up for the Cuba trip, uh, Captain Phil Thompson, uh, I hate it when people do that to me. The SOB went and had a massive heart attack, and he's gone. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I couldn't get in touch with him. So yeah. anyway, and then of course we got lost Grizz last year. So you, you don't be better not be dying on me. I know you almost did a couple of times. Yeah, well I'm up and around and I'm doing good. You know they poke me ever. Okay. I'm all done, but one last thing. I okay. had a two doctor point in one day and I feel great. All right. Well, we got to take a, a little bit of a break here, but we have a very interesting, exciting guest coming up. First of all, so pay close attention. You are listening. To Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to the website, listen to the show as many times as you like. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. With a long pedigree, the Snow Bee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snow Bee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snow Bee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com.
Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and, of course, our host, Frank Shelby. Yeah. Fr- Frank, we're going to be mentioned a couple times, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of a special time of the year. It's time to start uh, thinking about what you're going to be doing this year. And we've got, we'll probably come up with some pretty good ideas. But uh, right now, I would like to introduce a um, <laughs> very interesting guy. We had him down for a 10-minute segment until I talked to him. And I go, no, we can't do that. So he's going to be on for 10 minutes and then come back for another 12 minutes. Very interesting guy. So uh, now, Patrick, I want to make sure I get this right. You're the chief enforcement officer for the uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife? Uh, well, you gave me a promotion. <laughs> I'm just a captain. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, but thanks anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, it's... <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you there. After, <laughs> but you probably disagree. When people listen to this, you're going to get a promotion right away. Excellent. <laughs> but, uh, Patrick... Um, I think what we're going to do in the first 10 minutes, one of the, well, California is so diverse with so many different opportunities that, uh, but there are certain things that are worth traveling a distance to come to. So in the first 10 minutes, we're going to be talking about uh, wing shooting, in particular, the Pacific Flyway, where (laughs) these incredible Canadian honkers and ducks are flying by. Snow geese. Yeah. And you've got some preserves, I know, up in the area that I've hunted in. Legally, legally, you know. Of course. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) uh, Anyway, you have such, um, you know, you've created these areas that that attract these birds. But uh, let me just kind of turn it over to you, and let's go ahead and talk about, uh, first of all, we talk, I'd like to hear a little bit about more about personally what you do as far as your, uh, your day job. Sure. So I, I am a, a captain with the law enforcement division of the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, so that makes me a game warden. And I, I've spent much of my career in the Sacramento region, and we work typically waterfowl is a, is a big, big part of our job this time of year. Um, as we progress into March and into May, we're going to be working sturgeon. That's a really high-priority species for us. And then as the summer progresses, the delta heats up and people get out on the water and, you know, there's all kinds of shenanigans that are happening, not just, you know, poaching related, but, um, you know, boating under the influence and all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. So we transition into that in the summertime. Um, I love working in the summer in the delta. It's just a blast. And yeah, you just never know what's going to come up and be around that next river bend. So. Well- that you're right. I just want to make a couple of quick comments. Sure. Is uh, when you think sturgeon, normally you're talking about northern Oregon, maybe Washington. They are very, very interesting. They live to be what, almost a hundred. They sure can. And they, they they look like they're prehistoric. Very interesting. And you know, it's most of the time you're going to release them because you have some tight slot limits. But they do produce enough that you you know you can take some. And I'll tell you what, and it's like poor man's lobster. That is so good. But, 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 be careful. They're, I, I would say, in Frank, if you're in front of 100 people and you know, said everybody that's caught a sturgeon, raise your hand, how many people do you think would? About 20. That, that many, huh? Yeah. That is a fun sport. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, there's not that many people, and it's not that easy. Uh, If you know what you're doing, it's a lot easier. It's one of the things we say regularly is, you know, 5% of the anglers catch 95% of the fish. And that's probably even more more true with sturgeon. I'd put it up into about the 2% Mm -hmm. phase because you, they... When you find someone who's sturgeon fishing, they typically know what they're doing. They've done it a lot. They've mm-hmm. invested time, um, and they. You know, well, I feel, they, they I feel privileged, but uh, from what uh, you know, what when I went with uh, somebody that knew what they were doing, what he would do is he'd look for a deep hole in the river, and then fish right on the inside of the top. 
where they, you know, they come up to feed. And that seems to be the most successful way to do it. But, uh, but you know, they're, they're a lot of fun, and they can be huge. Of course, you know, when they live that long, you don't want to be killing them off because look how many millions of eggs that they're going to produce. Sure. Um, California sturgeon are, uh, in, in, like you mentioned, are species that are very long-lived, uh, up to 100 years old. <laughs> and the, the California population is just barely large enough to sustain a recreational fishery. So mm-hmm. we have a very, very tight restrictions associated with fishing for sturgeon. And you mentioned um, we have a slot limit, so you have to catch a fish. Uh, can't be any greater than 60 inches, no smaller than uh, 40. Uh, and you have to keep, if you want to keep a fish, it has to be within that slot. Mm-hmm. The purpose for that is to reduce the take in terms of numbers, but also to be sure that we release the larger breeding males and females. There you go. That's the most important. Those the, the big fish are the most important fish to release. Mm-hmm. They are also typically the most, especially the females, are the most valuable in terms of, of a poacher's profit. So oh, because so, because of the caviar. Because of the caviar. Oh yeah. So that's what we really uh, tend to spend a lot of time on, looking for people who are specifically targeting those large mm-hmm. egg-laden females. And they're taking them out of the population and making caviar out of them just so they can make a quick buck. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably probably a lot more than a buck. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Way more than a buck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is. And we're going to be talking about a couple of different things. For first of all, let's let's get back to uh, um, the Pacific Flyway and tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So California is. Very fortunate to be in one of the four major flyways in, the, in North America, and we have the Pacific Flyway. So we have, essentially, it's a migratory corridor for millions and millions of, of waterfowl. So many of these birds are living or nesting in, all the way up into Canada and Alaska, and they literally take flight in the spring and, and move all the way down um, all the way in south. I'm sorry, not, not necessarily in spring, but as, as the weather starts to get a little colder, mm-hmm. they nested in the spring. They, they migrate down in, let's say, the October time frame or, and end up in California for the majority of their winter. Mm-hmm. So that provides us some incredible hunting opportunities. And that's another type of species that is very highly regulated, but it does provide for some excellent hunting opportunities. Mm-hmm. One of the most exciting opportunities that has come along in my lifetime is the uh, is for white geese, so mm. snow, uh, snow and Ross's geese. Mm. The limit is now 20 per day. So wow. Wow. That's, um, <laughs> that's a lot of meat. So you can have actually a 30-bird goose limit. And, and it's a combination limit. So you can have up to 20 Man, white that's, geese. Those things are about the size of a small turkey. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and, mm-hmm. and 10 dark geese, so big Canadas, mm-hmm. can make up uh, 10 of that limit of 30 as well. So think about that kind of a hunt. That's mm-hmm. the opportunity that has never presented itself in my lifetime. I'm, I'm almost 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so what guys are doing is they are going out there i've got a group of guys that go out they on a friday night to get off of work they bring about 600 decoys out everybody puts oh. their money in they bought decoys they stay up until 11 o'clock at night putting the deeks out and having a little bit of uh something to keep them warm something to keep them warm yeah there might be some of that going on um but uh, and they have a nice dinner and stuff and then they uh, get up in the morning and they lay out in the middle of the decoys in white tyvek coveralls just mm. just bleach white and they have had incredible hunts. So something to think about for those who are interested in something really exciting. If you can find a place or if you can book a guide, um, we have, you know, the season extends for another month until the end of January. And then we have a special open season just for white geese that extends um, the season for five days in the first week of February. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of great hunting all over the U.S. But if this is what you're looking for, this is the place to go. No question. And that's uh, mostly the Central Valley, right? Uh, it's mostly the Central Well, it extends throughout the state, but the okay. uh, the heaviest and the best hunting mm-hmm. has been in the okay. in California Central Valley. Okay. Well, Patrick, we're going to take a break. Fortunately, we booked you for another 12 minutes when we come back. Yeah, looking forward to it. we got a lot, lot to talk about. And uh, so stay tuned. Go to um, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. 
radio.com or even fishtalkradiowork.com and you can listen to the show over and over again because there's some information that uh, it's not easy to retain. Listen to it a couple times <laughs> and uh, get your get ready to book your trips. Thank you, Patrick. We're going to be right back with you. Thank you, Frank. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Gamoir, boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. With a long pedigree, the Snow Bee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snow Bee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snow Bee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Shelby. And we have the pleasure of Captain Patrick Foy, uh, Enforcement Officer with the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. And <coughs> we want to pick up the conversation. We've been talking about um, fantastic uh, duck and geese hunting in California. But let's, um, let's go back a little bit more to... You know, the, the critters that run around on four legs, Patrick. You got it. Um, right now, it is the, the, the close of many of our deer seasons and, and bear seasons. So the, the, uh, what hap- what's happening is now that we're getting some snow in the Sierra, the, birds ha- or the, bird, the, uh, the deer have been largely migrating down into the lower elevations, and they start to congregate in what we call critical winter range habitat. And these are places that they've used over the millennia to, uh, to provide protection from the weather, that it provides them adequate food and cover from predators. Uh, and it's where they just simply manage to survive through the winter until things warm up again. And unfortunately, that makes them vulnerable to poaching because mm. this is the exact time of year 
when the animals are congregated in these small places and they still have their antlers. So that is when you're, the, the most notorious poachers of, the, of, of them all are out there on mm-hmm. the prowl trying to target those large animals and, and, and poach them from, uh, from the wild. So right. a big priority for us right now is to do those kinds of poaching patrols, a lot of night patrols looking for spotlighters and uh, people just you know, crawling through the bushes even in the daytime trying to pick out Patrick. the bucks. Patrick, I got a quick question. What is the phone number for uh, tipping the fishing game off uh, on poachers? We used to have a number, and I can't remember it. I got it off the top of my head. Um, I can. I'll say it again at the end of the recording if you'd like. But eight 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 three three four two two five eight. Um, that is a number that is on the back. Okay, of, one more time, Patrick. You betcha. It's eight eight eight. Three three four two two five eight, mm-hmm. and that's our twenty-four hour dispatch. And actually, Patrick, is that do you get a fair amount of tips on that? Oh, we get them by the thousand, you know, oh. thousands a year uh, for certain. And wow, we've made some made some great cases out of Caltip over the years. The the real hunters will turn them in in a quick second if we see it. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that we we put the Caltip number on every person's hunting and fishing license. Mm-hmm. So if you bought a fishing license and you have it in your wallet, you've got the Caltip number on your person. Uh, well, uh, Patrick, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, maintaining the herd. Um, obviously, habitat is probably the most important issue. And and then because you know they have to have a place to live and a place to eat, and you know we we do have the ability to um, to harvest game, but uh, as far as poachers go, how significant is it as far as what you have to do to maintain the wildlife? You are absolutely right. It's a it's a concept that a lot of people don't understand as well as you just as you just mentioned it. Habitat is the most important thing to maintain quality wildlife populations. So when I describe the critical winter range habitat, that is the type of area where, when a you know when someone proposes to build a freeway through the middle of it, or someone proposes to build a thousand houses in the middle of critical winter range habitat, we might look at that and say, hey, you need to either move your development or just adjust the freeway someplace or at least accommodate the the loss of habitat mm-hmm. elsewhere uh, these kinds of things are what are necessary to help maintain our wildlife population mm-hmm. um, we talked about waterfowl earlier and we have farmers who grow rice in the majority of the year but in the winter if we can convince them to flood their fields that provides habitat for birds, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's excellent habitat because there's you know there, when you harvest rice you miss five ten percent of it or so, mm-hmm. and it's literally it's laying around and for these birds to come in into these flooded fields and they gorge themselves on this leftover rice. So these are programs that are really really making a difference in our overall wildlife population. Mm-hmm. And well, I'll ask the question now so I don't forget at the end. As far as conservation and maintaining our stock of wildlife, um, how are we doing, you know, in the last 10, 20 years, and what can we do to uh, make it better? It's, it's a good question, and we have, we live in a state, California is an amazing place to live, but there's 40 million of us that live here, so mm-hmm. we have a, a, quite a challenge to balance the needs of 40 million people with the needs of our state's wildlife. So what people can do is just become involved in the Fish and Game Commission process, and when you see regulations come through, to offer your opinion and offer your opinion in support of wildlife, because there are others who are putting their opinions forth and using attorneys in, in court decisions to make it happen that are advocating that we build freeways to the middle of critical wildlife habitat mm-hmm. or build shopping malls in places where you might find endangered species or, or, or just wildlife species. So okay. getting involved is the most important thing. Um, just even just recognizing the importance of the regulations that are in place, I know they're complicated. I follow them. I, I hunt and fish, have my whole life. I do know my our regulations are complicated, but just having... Uh, respecting the effort that went in to make mm-hmm. those opportunities available, but complying with the law and and just tolerating those those complicated regulations 
is something that every mm-hmm. hunter or fisherman can do uh, to help us. Patrick, it's my opinion that uh, that your department, <coughs> excuse me, and the whole concept um, has learned some things. Uh, there's something called you might call it unintended consequences, where you think something's a good idea. But it turns out it wasn't such a great idea after a while. Putting out wildfires is one example where before Roosevelt built a national park system, it was a natural occurrence. And for thousands of years, everything was fine because they get through, they cause new growth. And, uh, you know, it was was a natural cycle. But when they started putting them out, that's part of the problem that we have this last year where we have so much underbrush in, uh, uh, you know, uh, flammables that once a a fire gets going, you can't stop it. But uh, so the the idea of putting them out made sense, but didn't always work out that way. But uh, as far as what you've seen in the career that you've had, um, how would you evaluate, (laughs) if you can, uh, that concept of, you know, do you think you're doing the right thing? And have you learned from some of the things that didn't work? Um, I, you know, I use the fire example. Uh, that's we're, I, I, speaking in very general terms because it's not my area of expertise. But, uh, yeah, we've been putting fires out for 50, 60, or even 70 years. And the, the fire is a part of our natural landscape. It's part of the ecosystem. And wildlife has responded to wildfire and in many cases responded positively so Mm -hmm. when you can go back to some of these areas that are burned if it's not a catastrophic fire and if the treetops don't burn but just the undergrowth Mm -hmm. burns you'll have a forest replenishment of those smaller of that smaller type vegetation Mm -hmm. that that make deer populations thrive well yeah it grows things that deers eat you know and uh you know, instead of dried, dead stuff, it, you know, it, it promulgates new growth. Right. Yeah. So, and I think they're just, I think we're learning that, um, trying to apply the, the, the lessons learned. Uh, our sister agency, CAL FIRE, is, is working on those types of, of issues now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we have big wildfires, we frequently will we'll dispatch a biologist, uh, usually the local unit biologist, to help work with CAL FIRE to... Okay adjust, you know, maybe adjust some practice. Well, Patrick, if you don't mind, we've only got a couple minutes left, sure. uh, but give us some ideas that stick out to you of some of the recent successes that you've had in uh, bringing things back. Look at our flyways. Yeah? Yeah, I, I was saying, yeah, like I mentioned earlier about the, the conservation of habitat through, I mean, California's lost about 95% of its historical wetlands, just natural wow. wetlands over the last 150 years and we are bringing back a lot of that wetland in the form of artificially managed wetlands and rice farmers or other farmers mm-hmm. who are are letting their fields flood instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of setting fire to them. So it's a cooperative effort. Absolutely. No question about that. And we've had great cooperation from the rice farmers in the California Central Valley since I've been around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things things are getting better. And is there anything that you see that needs to be changed, or is there anything that the people listen to us uh, can do to help? I mean, you said mentioned getting involved, but anything like creating habitat or? Um, you know, involving yourself in, in hunting conservation organizations or just wildlife conservation organizations is a great, great mm-hmm. process. Uh, we worked a couple of years ago on some some legislation and then regulations to increase the penalties associated with poaching trophy mm-hmm. class animals. And that regulation took a long time to get into effect, and it's just now starting to show the benefit. So right. we're, we're getting up in the fines associated with killing these nice big So it, it, it sounds like as of now, things are getting better instead of getting worse. I, I think so. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, for actually, I'm a waterfowl hunter, so things are great in, in the waterfowl world. I love the waterfowl, but my eyes aren't as good as they used to be, and I don't like to make anything suffer. If I can't get them on the first shot and they're dead, I don't want to hunt no more. Uh, yeah. But real, Bring a dog. Real quick, there you go. Doug, give us one more how to okay. contact yeah, we, we you got, and all that. we got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Um, yeah, using our website, you can find just about anything you need on our website and hunting opportunities, um, private uh, public lands that you can hunt. We have the SHARE program, which is uh, puts hunters in contact with private property owners who are willing to 
put out hunting opportunities that may not be as available. So for the hardest part of hunting is finding a place to go, and we're trying to solve that problem, and that's a good place to start our website and there you go. look at the SHARE program. Okay, well, it looks like it's time for a break. Patrick, so much, and you've been so interesting and exciting. Hopefully you'll, be, you'll allow us to, to bring you back on again. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com, listen to the show, or just go to Fish Talk Radio. Tune in, and get in touch with us, and let us know if we can help you. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Alaskan RV Butler, guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler, like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife, or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Zelby. Man, where'd that come from? Anyway, uh, Frank, <coughs> excuse me, Frank Burr, actually, uh, from SnowbyUSA.com, Snowby-USA.com, actually. And they have brought from, you're from originally England, right, Frank? Yes, originally from and, the UK, been around for about forty years there, and they've decided to, you know, bring their expertise to the United States, and they've got a line of products that has anything to do with fly fishing, and you know, and a lot of the, you know, Europe is a little bit different um, fishing than it is in the United States, but uh, you know, these people that in England that fish are very passionate about their sport and they need the best equipment and Snowby's been doing that for a long time so if you're interested in uh, 
you know, getting the good stuff at a good price. Matter of fact, you've got a combination, I believe, Frank, that you can get a complete outfit with the, the rod with a lifetime warranty, quality reel, fly line, everything but the fly for about 150 bucks. Yeah, 139 actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could, and that <laughs> would be cheaper. Yeah. Well, the thing is about that is that if you're interested in getting involved in the sport, it's a great place to start. And then if you really get into it and you start moving up, then that equipment that you've got, um, pass it on either to um, your children or your neighbor or somebody that wants to get interested in fly fishing. It's a great opportunity. It is. And let's talk a little bit about fly fishing, Frank. Well, uh, fly fishing has been great this year and hopefully next year as well. Um, I like to think that fly fishing is a much more successful way of catching fish in almost any circumstance uh, other than maybe deep sea fishing. Uh, you'll have a lot more success with fly fishing because you're matching the hatch, uh, matching the uh, using an artificial fly that will match the uh, food sources that the fish have to eat uh, a lot better than any other method of fishing. So I think that's why you're a lot more successful uh, doing fly fishing than any other method. And well, uh, I found that to be so. I stopped uh, conventional fishing probably about 30 years ago, and I've only been fly fishing since then uh, because it's a lot more successful. Yeah, well, you can do both, but um, oh, I, I, I do fly fishing, and I'm getting more involved in it. But um, I've seen you know, the results. A good friend of mine is a purist, and we, has, we used to go out on 4th of July every year for uh, um, calico bass right in front of Santa Barbara. And okay. I would use live bait, mm -hmm. and he had no problem with that because it would help bring in the fish. And he'd sure. use a fly rod, and he would always outget, outfish me, uh, maybe <laughs> 3 to 2 or 2 to 1. And wow. it's uh, it works. And I, a, a quick story: we were up at uh, I think at Big Bear, in uh, at the headwaters of the uh, what is it, the stream. But uh, beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful Bear place. Bear Creek Creek. Probably yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, there was a father and son sitting up on a rock, and we were flat, you know throwing some stuff around. They sat there for about an hour. Mm -hmm. Didn't even get a bite. And one of our guys, when they left, walked up, put a fly in, <laughs> less than a minute. And within about 30 minutes, he had about four fish. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and in other words, it works. And yeah, it goes both I, ways. Well, you don't. It does. Mm -hmm. Some days your bait and your lures will work better, and some days fly is the only thing you're going to catch it on. Mm -hmm. I've been to the Sierra Lakes where uh, I've seen you know, the bait fishermen along the shore, and they're saying they're not catching anything, and we start throwing a fly, and literally every cast we're catching fish. Yeah. Well, the other thing about fly fishing, um, and, and one of the reasons I think it's becoming more popular, um, fishing is something that you do. Um, catching is one of the, you know, the side benefits. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if you're out meat fishing, um, normally that's not what fly fishermen do. Fly, excuse me, anglers, because there's a lot of women. But, yeah. uh, you know, normally, and they don't use bait uh, that goes in the water or hooks that get stuck and gear that ended up in the streams. They have a very light footprint. And generally speaking, um, they rarely uh, would have any effect on the population. So no. it, it is a very con conservation-oriented um, type of sport. Yeah, very ecologically right. friendly, and, and the fly fishermen especially are you know, aware of their environment, and they want to keep a small footprint and keep it uh, pristine like the way you found it mm -hmm. when you got there. Right. Um, uh, anyway, to tell us a little bit about uh, some interesting things that Snowbee has going on. Well, uh, Snowbee's got uh, uh, some new equipment coming out. We're getting more into bags and travel equipment and such like that. We're coming out with a line of ultralight rods this year, this coming year. Uh, that's going to be very exciting. I've been fishing the prototypes of the one weight and the two oh, weight, wow. having Whoa. a lot of success up in the Sierras. And yeah, that's really ultralight, and that's what I like. I like using very light equipment, and uh, that doesn't mean you're not going to catch big fish. I've caught, even with that prototype, I've caught 16, 20-inch trout 
out on that thing. And uh, it's actually easier because you're, it's uh, lighter equipment. It doesn't uh, uh, scare the fish as easily, no matter how bad you cast. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get, it's all relative. I do, you know, probably a lot more, you know, blue water fishing. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got uh, 50 or 80 pound test, you know, on some some gear and you catch a 15, 20 pound, you know, tuna or, I mean, it's fun. But, oh, it is. But to, but and you can do the same thing on a heavy duty fly rod. Right. But, you know, you get a 12 inch trout on a one or two eight and you're, you, you know, you got some fun on your hands because that thing's going to, oh, yeah. you can't just, you can't just crank it in. No, it's exciting. And uh, so you've got some, now is this stuff available now? No, actually it'll be coming out right after the first year. Uh, oh, perfect. Hopefully before the season opens. Uh-huh. We're finishing up uh, working on the prototypes, making the last few adjustments so they're really the best out there available. Well, again, um, the equipment that Snowbee makes, which I'm familiar with, um, they make some very quality stuff, but they also make the, the fly fishing very affordable. We do. That's one. Our uh, thing is, we want to make fly fishing affordable for anyone. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's some names that we know uh, of reels that might cost. Well, Frank, you probably know more than I do. What's the most expensive fly reel you've got, Frank? Oh, I've got an Abel. That's over a grand, almost fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a quality piece of equipment, but it's yeah, not well, just it's a it's, lifetime. Yeah, it's not just mm-hmm. a piece of equipment; it's a work of art. And you know, but you pay extra for all of that fancy, you know, um, stuff on it. You know, not really. Well, but, well, you don't pay <laughs> for anything. In the long run, you don't pay for anything. You spend yeah. very little. Well, you know, that's mm-hmm. the other point that I always say: if you buy something, no matter what it is and you buy by price. Well, if you buy something and it doesn't do what you bought it for, <laughs> then you just throw your money away. So exactly. you've got, you got to make sure that uh, even if it's more expensive, there's no point in buying it if it's not going to do what you want it to do. Absolutely. And last. Mm-hmm. It, uh, well, give us some quick uh, uh, contact info, Frank. Uh, once again, the website is uh, snowbee-usa.com, and uh, you can also reach me at frankb at snowbee-usa.com if you want to drop an email. And mm-hmm. any questions, I'm always happy to answer. Yeah, no, I don't any know where you I got. Help out. I don't know if the guy's name was Snowbee or not. I don't know where you got that name from, but just think of a, uh, a bee in the snow. I mean, you can visualize yep. that. And they're, they're hard workers, mm-hmm. so that's the bee. Snowbee. That's how the Snowbee name came around. Actually, okay. Well, I, they would have to be, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Snowbee, it's a dash USA because it's uh, they're out of Europe. Uh, Snowbee-USA.com. And I'm sure you've got a website, which is? Mm-hmm. That's, that is the website. Oh, and, Snowbee, uh, you can Snowbee find USA. all your information okay. on there. And once again, you can drop us an email if you have any questions. Or for that matter, if you're going fishing, I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions in any way I can help uh, on making your trip better. Well, so I know always. that you you know how to use that equipment. and we, We've talked before about the uh, golden trout, but we don't have time for that right now. But uh, it yep. really works. Frank, thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. And if you didn't get what you wanted to get for Christmas... Maybe you got a gift certificate. Um, definitely go to the website. You'd be amazed yep. at what you can get at what price. Yep. Please okay. do. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for okay. having me. All righty. Thanks, Frank. Okay, Frank, would yep. you? we've got uh, just a couple of minutes to introduce a new guest. Would you mind doing that? Not at all. Alan Ladd is one of the guys that fish all over the world, and I can really say he's my brother by another mother. We have so much fun fishing together. He fishes all over the world. He just got back from Cuba. He was in Hawaii a month and a half ago. He goes all over, and it's time for me to get up there and go and skiing with him in Whistler. Sounds, sounds like he's got an interesting life. Uh, Alan, uh, we've only got about a minute or two left in this segment, but we'd like to get an idea about who you are and what you do. Well, I don't know, only a minute and a half, huh? Okay. Well, like Frank says, uh, we met and started fly fishing down in uh, Newport Beach. But uh, I live in Whistler, British Columbia, and I'm passionate about winter and summer. I guess skiing, snowboarding, and uh, fly fishing are 
And uh, mountain biking, what controls my life. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I guess people are surprised here. I'm 71 years old, but doing it all with a fever pitch. But this latest uh, trip to Cuba, and I've been going there for 18 years. Right. This, this one was really... Uh, I've hit grand slams before and hooked huge tarpon and whatever. Wow. But we were <clears throat> fly fishing eight weight rods for okay. Mai Mai in Dorado. And uh, well, Alan, we're, certainly, we're gonna, we're certainly take, exciting. It's, it's we're, we're kind of similar to sailfish fishing. Okay, you know, we're not going to cut you loose, but we're going to go to a quick break and bring you back. I want to hear about Cuba. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to the website and listen to uh, Alan as many times as you want. We'll be right back with you. ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan with our host, Frank Shelby. And we have a very special guest we just had a couple minutes with, and we just got a few more. Uh, so obviously he's coming back real soon because we like interesting people that we can enjoy and learn from. So, Alan, um, we're... Let's 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 talk about that uh, um, white powder. Whistler skiing. Whistler skiing, Okay. And how we could get there and rent a condo from you. Well, that's that's the the easy part is getting to me. It's it's not always available. We're we're kind of popular, but my website is whistlersbest.com. dot com. Oh, good. Uh, I, you know, 
pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have been here this long. I have properties that are, all of them are ski in, ski out, but beyond that, they're all right on the mountain and uh, steps to the lifts. You never see a car. And, uh, you know, the skiing, snowboarding, mountain biking, fishing. In April, I like to do the four sport days. Come, you know, longer days, this and that. We ski or snowboard in the morning, can play nine or 18 holes oh. in the afternoon, ride my mountain bike, and then fly fish into the evening till wow. eight o'clock. And it's not uncommon to land 30 rainbow trout an evening. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. Wow. So we well, have five lakes around here. But the skiing and snowboarding, I specialize in it. I have a guiding service. And um, as I say, after this long, I'm starting to know my way around here. And it is uh, uh, just, it's an all-season paradise. Mm -hmm. But mainly noted for its uh, skiing and snowboarding and, you know, the well, lights of how long, how long is the season? Are they open now? I beg your pardon? How, how long is the season? How much snow is up there now? Well, probably... 30 feet or so. <laughs> okay. um, it's not uncommon to get 50 feet of snow in the winter. Uh, we open in November, usually before U.S. Thanksgiving, and close in August. The main lifts close in uh, June, or the end of May, actually. And then the summer season on the glaciers. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids have oh. uh, race camps and uh, freestyle camps, and, mm -hmm. and there's public skiing. Uh, the truth of the matter is, I've been on snow 68 years doing it a long time and professionally. So come come April time, I'm I'm ready to, you know, pick up my fly rod and get on my bike. There you go. Go to Cuba. The there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We have a cabin two and a half hours from here in a private lake that um, you won't believe it, but I caught a 23-pound rainbow trout. Oh, my gosh. In a, in a pothole I of a lake. That. I mean, we call him Walter. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, 23 uh, pounds. One, one quick it was one thing. pound, three ounces. It was one pound, three ounces short of the world record, but we caught it on a five-weight. Or I caught it on a five mm -hmm. week with my dog yeah. on a pontoon boat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Alan, yeah. you live the perfect life because you can go out your back door, start, ski down, get on the lift, go back up, ski down to your house, come in, get a cup of hot chocolate or a good Cuban Frank, cigar. All my properties are the same thing. Whether you live here or rent from me, they all have the same benefits. Yeah, but well, your house is so great. I love well, it. Well, it looks there. like well, thanks, yeah, that it is. Well, we're, we're, you we're know what I say, eh, Frank? Life is yeah. too short to drink cheap booze. <laughs> you got it. Well, well you yeah. know me. I, 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 I only like. I have the simplest of tastes. Well, I only like the. Like, like I said earlier, now is the time to plan out 2019, and it's not too late to get in touch with Alan and start with the winter sports. Uh, and we'll talk about Cuba later, and then of course our trip to Alaska in July. Yeah, Cuba. Uh, okay. Cuba is something that I think uh, well, we'll take it. We do. No. All right. Thank you very much. It looks like we're squeezed right. on time, but go to your website. That's whistlersbest.com. Is that with the Whistler's Nissan? Whistler's Best. Okay. W-H-I-S-T-L-E-R-S. Okay. Best. B-E-S-T.com. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for coming in, even if it's just a quick pass-through. Frank, thank you very much. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to our website and listen to the show many more times.